Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 394, recorded on September 29th, 2022. On tonight's episode, we talk about E3 2023 news, Stadia packs it up, and Pokemon talk with Jesse. Jesse, you know what to do. Welcome to episode 394, as I said, recorded today, September 29th, 2022. And thank you to everybody who's coming in and watching us live. Just me and just Jesse today. Marty's out, as I said, getting ready to dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. And I, uh, Justin, is out um, trying to uh, mourn Stadia, I guess. So but we'll talk about that in a minute. Jesse, how are you doing? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, we had a uh, kind of a late dinner. We were hoping to go. We went to one restaurant. I got there at seven thirty. Figured, oh yeah, I'll have time to get back in then in time. And they said, oh we, because you know, I looked at the door. They don't close until nine. And they said, oh yeah, we closed the lobby ten minutes ago. It's to go orders only right now. I'm like, ah crap. So we decided to go to Hands. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be late. I'll let I'll let Tim know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know my wife and i each ordered the special which was this potato crusted eye oh so good mm, sounds delicious and that's the life of the dads you know when we gotta you know it's time to go out it's time to go out and the show is late it doesn't matter we'll just we'll get started late <laughs> for me i just uh it's been a busy week at work so i'm happy to not think about work and talk about games and hang out with jesse so with that let's jump into the news all right with that we've uh as always we've got our news brought to you by patreon.com slash nintendo dads and our patreons there um thank you to all of our patreons who subscribe to us and help us to do all the things we do here contests and everything including our upcoming trip uh to new york for extra life and and being able to do all four of us dads together live for the first time in person to do an episode as well episode 400 as i said so and jesse and i were just talking about how excited we were in the pre-show um and hopefully all of you are excited about that too. What do you think, Jesse? Yeah, as, as I said, you know, I, you know, I'm more nervous about the actual travel, but once I'm there, I'll be, I think I'll be fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if anybody who lives in New York, I know there's a few of you like Becca Dragon and Liam and I think a few others, they live out in that way. Drew, I think was like, he said he's like four hours out. Yeah. So if anybody's familiar, familiar with New York and can help us out while we're there, that would be great. <laughs> but other trips that we may have to start planning if we can afford it is E3 2023, which was the dates were announced the biz- and uh, some plans were also announced, such as business days will be held between Tuesday, June 13th and Thursday, June 15th. And game days will be Thursday, June 15th through Friday, June 16th. So media registrations will kick off in December 2022. And with that, somebody in our community asked us a question. Hambo and Johnny, in fact, he said, E3 is back next year. What involvement do you expect to see from Nintendo? 
Jesse, do we expect to see the same thing that we've always seen from Nintendo? Yeah, I expect I... Nintendo to be normal for their, their they you know they they have their press event that Tuesday morning, usually uh, think nine o'clock Pacific time, and then that the, they have a good sized booth in the uh, well, which I think will be in the business section. Well, the, well. I'm not sure how they're going to handle it here because, you know, apparently the business days and the gamer days will be in two separate wings. So there will be a separation, especially, which is important on that Thursday when there's going to be both sets of people there. But I, I think, I think we're going to see Nintendo being normal Nintendo for, okay. you know, the first time in four years. <laughs> right. And you were planning to go in 2020 and of course everything happened to where you yeah I, I had everything i had everything booked and ready to go and, and almost everything paid for in 2020 had that that fell through i was plan planning on going again this year then they said yeah we're not going to have one so <laughs> i don't know if i'll be up for traveling again in 2023 you know because of what's coming up next month right. and our family is planning a family vacation which i'm kind of dreading <laughs> and uh and yeah so and i i told my wife depending on what they decide on i'm gonna say i'm gonna i may i may insist to stay home and she knows this and okay with this because she knows me it's her trying to convince the rest of the family that i that she's okay if i stay home <laughs> <laughs> right. but so that depends on when and where that is but if it ends up being too close to June, I'm not going to go to E3. But again, we need to know that soon, obviously, if media registrations open up right. before the end yeah. of the year. That's true. So um, I may or may not plan on going to E3. That's to be determined. Yeah. and I, I, Mecca, Mecca asked in the chat already. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. So, yeah, and it's, it's a dream I've always wanted to go to E3, but uh, it it's going to depend on several things here as well. And we got a lot of family yeah. travel potentially in 2023 as well. Yeah. So I remember saying that after the first year I went that I never want to do that again, but <laughs> I get, that was, that was 11 years ago. I'm ready to do it again. Yeah. I think too, I'd like, I may not be more, I may not go this time anyways, because of it being the first time that they have that, uh, the same company that does the pack stuff do it with them this year and maybe let them work out the kinks and then maybe go the following year if it works out <laughs> if i do go i probably will try to limit myself to only tuesday wednesday and yeah. avoid the days that get the general the public's days. in there that makes so, sense so yeah i'll try to get everything squeezed into the two days yeah and i expect nintendo will be back in it because they've always supported e3 um or es esa that esa yes yes so um they've always supported them in in that stuff so um i wouldn't i would be surprised if they didn't do anything in, or have any involvement with it so uh the real question now is going to be is microsoft still going to do their thing uh outside of it <laughs> like they normally do probably and, and is playstation going to skip it yeah. Is, uh, probably. Again, yeah, I think so. it I think yeah, I think it they're gonna try to do things as much as twenty nineteen as they can. 
just because that's the only thing they know unless yeah. they do someone really decides to stir up that pot yep we'll see i'm looking forward to it i'll say that for me as a fan as always i do like that week of gaming kind of you know we know what's going on starting with that sunday going through the all the other days so um yeah i'm looking forward to it so um in the chat nothing new there okay so moving on to our stadia to shut down news before we do that you know so just justin told me that they were going he was going to give a video about stadia yes I was expecting maybe a five-minute video, something that would easily fit into a podcast. He gave me a 23-minute video. Yes. So I, I figured the way we're going to handle this is, you know, I'll start playing it. And if we decided we want to pause it to comment on something, we'll we'll do that. And we'll just, and we'll just keep on going. We'll do. And also, there's... a. Uh, uh... Marty's also in it too. So <laughs> yeah, he, he, has a, he, he has a call. He, he, yeah. He did a, a voicemail call and not knowing Justin put it in his video. I had it prepped as a voicemail. So now <laughs> we know not to re-air the same voicemail. <laughs> yes. All right. So let's, let's go ahead and fire up his video. Okay. Let's see if this is working the way I want it to. All right, folks, here we go. Here is probably the section that you have tuned in for today. The Justin was wrong section or the death of Google. Stadia. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I, I can't be on the show today, but news broke of Stadia ending, closing, RIP Stadia. Uh, officially today, Google announced it. So uh, let me share with you. The information, and then I've got questions that have been sent in to me, um, and so we're going to kind of break down the entire, my feelings surrounding Google Stadia, and let me tell you, when this news hit, I got, I got, <laughs> a lot of messages came to Justin today, a lot of messages, so we're going to tackle each of those. So uh, earlier today, uh, at about uh, 10.30 uh, Mountain Standard Time, Local for me, I saw an article from The Verge saying that Google had shut it down or was shutting it down. And then today, uh, very shortly after, on uh, Stadia's or Google's official website, a message about Stadia and our long-term streaming strategies. This is from Phil Harris, Vice President and General Manager of Stadia. For many years, Google has invested across plat- uh, multiple aspects of gaming industry. We help developers build and distribute games, apps. Okay. A few years ago, we also launched a consumer gaming service, Stadia. And while Stadia's approach for street, to streaming games for consumers was built on a, st- a strong technology foundation, it hasn't gained the tractions with users that we expected, so we've made the difficult decision to begin winding down our Stadia streaming service. So really important com- component there. And so I'm going to step a couple of ways through this conversation. I'm going to step at it from a business perspective. I'm going to step at it from a user perspective as well. From a business perspective, it hasn't gained the traction with users that we expected. So basically, short statement, we didn't find the amount of users, the amount of, the, of people who were focused on it, people that were dedicated to it, the people that wanted to use it to gain traction, right? Because everything costs money, platforms, uh, servers, um, controllers, game contracts, all these things cost money. 
This was essentially one of the first questions that was asked about Stadia. Who is Stadia really for? And so the answer to that question is, well, someone like me. And but when you move that Venn diagram down, it gets lower and lower and lower and lower. Stadia was for people who didn't want to buy a high-end gaming console, whether it be Xbox or whether it be PlayStation, who wanted to spend a large amount of money. You also needed to be an individual who had a strong and good internet connection and believed in a digital digital um, future where all you needed to do was bring a controller and you could move forward. Someone that believed in the idea of cloud gaming. Now, I'm saying this not that you had to believe in cloud gaming, that it was this thing that you were going to, but willing to take a risk and be an early adopter. With so much technology and so many changes in the industry, early adopters are the people that you need to stem this. But I would argue, who was Google Stadia really for? It's a very small demographic. It's for a person, again, like me, who only has one console, the Nintendo Switch, doesn't have an Xbox, doesn't have a PlayStation, is looking to play games that they can't get on those platforms, like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Star Wars, Jedi, Fallen Order, games like that that I couldn't access. That's why I liked Stadia. So who is it for? Someone like me. But there wasn't a lot of people like me, which isn't shocking, right? There are a lot of people who have consoles, Xboxes, Playstations, PCs who can get these games somewhere else. Let's move on to the next part. We're grateful to the dedicated Stadia players that have been with us from the start. We will be refunding all Stadia hardware purchases made through the Google Store and all games and add-on content purchases made through the Stadia Store. Players will continue to have access to their game library and play through January 18th, 2023, so they can completely they complete so that they can complete final play sessions. We expect to have the majority of refunds completed by mid-January 20 mid-January 2023. I want to pause here. Uh, yeah, I think there was some chat in our Discord asking about the cost of subscriptions. I don't think those will be refunded because you got the value of those subscriptions as you paid for the subscriptions. You had I access have a to for that. a small. Okay, so you, I'll, I'll, so you had a. They did give you a small access, a small library of games. They gave you access to the higher. Uh, resolutions. So I think you got that value as you paid it. So I, I not, so my guess is that though that isn't going to be refunded, but anyone who bought hardware through Google and anyone who bought software, that'll be refunded. So in my case, you know, I got, I got a, a controller kit for like 20 bucks or something. It was on, on a real cheap discount when they celebrated their two year anniversary. So that's the only that's the only money I put into it. I never had a subscription and never bought any other additional software. So, uh, or at least I I just had the you know the the free tr- the trial subscription for starting a new account. So I I should I I expect to get a small refund, but it'll be twenty five dollars or whatever I paid. <laughs> right. So you, what, what's your response? So my response are is more of Stadia's response. I got an email about this from stadia and they specifically called out in there about uh, about the transactions and subscription fees um and i'll quote from it all commerce functionality the ability to buy games new subscriptions add-ons or in-game purchases on stadia has now been disabled users who held an active stadia pro subscription as of september 29th 2022 as of this recording 
will not be charged for access to the pro library or other subscription entitlements during the shutdown period. Historical Stadia pro subscription fees will not be eligible for refund. Okay, so I was right there. Yes. I got the same email, but I didn't get around to reading it. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, I, everybody I, did. All right. So sure. so if you had a subscription as of this morning, you will have that first prescri- subscription for free until service termination. Is that That's your what it sounds like, yes. Yep. Okay. But if you didn't have it, you're not getting it anymore. Nope. I even went and checked too. I actually fired it up earlier today and there wasn't even an ability then to, uh, to purchase pro, you know, so, cause there's no buy buttons, all the buy buttons are gone. Right. So I have two software titles in there, but they were indie titles that were, I think five bucks each. So I'll probably get, you know, 10 bucks back. So actually one was 15, but I had Google had sent me a $10, uh, uh, $10 off, to start to buy my first game. So, and I, it became $5. So, so and then my I, stadia was free because I have YouTube premium. So, okay. So was the, the st- was stadia free. starter kit available in other places other than the Google store? Uh, the starter kit. I want to say it was at Best Buy. Maybe it wasn't okay. no so for, it, t- for a time. I think it was all through the store. Okay, because like if I I don't know if it was ever at Best Buy or GameStop or one of those places. Yeah, I didn't get but it. Through it sounds there like if you bought them from a place like that, then you're not getting that refunded back. Yeah, only if you bought it through Google. Yeah, for I think it I think they were through via the store Google Store. So, um, but and I also looked into the ability to using the controller. Uh, for other consoles and um yeah. I, I have that's when i when i played final fantasy one two and three on my laptop mm-hmm. i used my stadia controller for that and yeah. that worked that worked well and you had to plug it in though didn't you no i bluetooth pairing it was used bluetooth okay yeah yeah you can't do that with a, a switch though you can't use it with that um that's gotta be wired or you can't and, use it at no all. i don't even you can't do it at all I think oh. with the councils, with councils, it has to be wired, except for the switch. It can't be used at all for that. Um, so a lot of people are asking Google to at least, you know, if there's ability to unlock it, their Bluetooth capabilities to do it. So, which I think uh, would be cool is if you can use that controller, you know. It's got Bluetooth capabilities. So it sounds like it's a limitation of the system, of the consoles. It's rejecting it. Yeah, or... I, I didn't know if it was yeah if yeah, it's possible. All right, something right. something's blocking it. That's not letting yeah. me use it. All right, let's let's have Justin resume. All right, so I'm gonna stop there. That is absolutely incredible. So, as an individual, and I used to you know get dunked on about this. Oh, what's gonna happen when Stadia shuts down the servers? Blah blah blah. You're right. What's going to happen as an early adopter? You take a little bit of a risk regarding that. You don't know what's going to happen. I didn't know a stadia was going to be a hit or a, or a, or a sinker. Right. But I took a risk, but what they're saying is, by the way, we're giving you all of your money back, all of it. And you can keep playing until the middle of January. That is That's amazing. Right. there, Crazy. 
Because my forward thought was that in six years from now, Google Stadia would shut down and that I would never get any of my money back because that is the risk, the thing that I had agreed to when I purchased the, the platform or the games. They are refunding me all of my money that I have spent on technology, uh, or sorry, hardware, software, and DLC, all of it. So what is the risk to me? Now, I didn't know that purchasing it, but by the way, that's incredible. That's going to be a big check that Google gets to write. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's not much for the, some of uh, us. But I wonder if they're going to ever announce what that number is going to be. Yeah, I think probably during one of their financial calls, there might be something uh, involved, you know, like here's the num- overall number hit. Or, or their- even if they don't announce it, it's got to be a line item somewhere in those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll From a business perspective, this is a massive loss for Google massive because they have been paying people salaries they have been paying servers they have been paying uh places to to print off these controllers or build these yes they've been paying for servers but as servers they probably already have because they own they are aws which is the server farm that 80 percent of the mobile apps use right yeah (laughs) yeah if they yeah, there's going to be a big for chunk Stadia, of they would have been used for something else. Right. They, they just, yeah, they're trying to make space. <laughs> controllers, right? Like production lines, all of that. And you would recoup those costs through purchases. You are, they are literally saying, have all your money back. Sorry, it didn't work out right. That's crazy. That's absolutely, absolutely crazy that this is say this. That Google's doing that. Not that it's crazy that Google's. What's that? Let me say this real quick uh, while it's on my mind, because I'm afraid I'm going to forget it. <laughs> um, overall, and I don't think Justin mentions this either, but um, overall, I think there's something else to be done here. Yes, it's Google. Yes, we know about their history. Um, right. I want to say real quick before I get on um, Mac to leave, AWS is Amazon, not Google, but Google has a similar infrastructure. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if they have a fancy name for it either. Like, oh, they're like, right. but like um, Microsoft has Azure. Yeah. Um, but my thought process when I saw this and the way they're doing it, um, and I could be totally wrong. This is just hypothetical thought. Um, is that Google is going to? I don't know if you want to call it sell off this. Uh, technology or rent it out or whatever. Oh, I'm sure uh, they'll definitely, they still have the patents on it and I'm yeah. sure they'll still license it out. Yeah. So they, they're, they're closing down Stadia and they have to give back the money to the people who bought games under the Stadia name, because that if it's going to be used for anything else, that anything else, you won't be able to use what you've already bought under Stadia. Does that make sense? Yeah. Though I don't think they had, to refund the money they could have just said sorry closing up have fun good, good luck have a, have a nice day <laughs> i think them, know, to, they didn't have to but they needed to in order to yeah to keep good totally, faith even though they're the good faith is low because again as we all heard it's a google keep thing moderate faith <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> keep somewhat of some faith there, if we right? didn't have a show title already that would probably have been it <laughs> <laughs> keep moderate faith so, yeah, but I think there's something else going to happen on the back end. I think they that in the letter they even alluded to 
that there's still some business there. They just can't do the, the, the customer facing stuff anymore. So it'll be interesting to see what, how, what Stadia becomes on the business, the business side, rather than the customer side, you know? So. Right. <laughs> High, High hopes, hopes, moderate, moderate expectations. expectations. Yes. Thanks, Quag. Stadia is ending. I think we all saw the writing was on the wall probably last couple of years. Not a huge shock, but like crazy that they're doing this type of goodwill back to the consumers. Now, again, you could also make an argument, Justin. Google's a trillion dollar, billion dollar, trillion dollar industry. Yeah, they can do that. Yeah, they can, but they didn't have to, but they chose to. And and, and understanding that it was the best for the players. Like we just said. Now, before I move on to some other components of this Google Stadia conversation I'm having, I also want to say this. Um, As we talk about something like this shuttering or closing, this is sort of like when studios close and shutter. These are people who have worked really hard for probably half a decade on the initial idea of Stadia, launching Stadia, getting in production, trying to trying to promote Stadia, trying to be champions of it, trying to get alive to ultimately come to an end where there is no more runway. So for those people, I, I hope you find jobs well. I hope you take care of your family. I hope that Google is providing them a, a good uh, leaving as well or, or whatever's happening or they're transitioning into different roles within the organization as well. Okay. So that is... Well, <laughs> they got further along and died in the same time frame as Amico got and before they died. <laughs> yeah. Is kind of the, the crazy situation of what has happened with Google Stadia. So let's actually take a couple of questions so that we can then break this down. So hold on a second. I am multi. I have got a setup here. Let's take this first caller. We actually had someone call in. I don't know this guy, uh, but let's take a listen to it, shall we? <laughs> well, Justin, it's happened. And I hate to say it, but I told you so. I knew this was going to happen. At, earlier today, you probably already talked about this on the show, but they shut down or are going, announced they're going to shut down your beloved Stadia. It just shows that we're not ready for whatever streaming future that video games is supposed to be. Uh, consumer interest wasn't there. The infrastructure is not there. And I'm just happy to know that they're going to refund uh, the hardware and software purchases that people have bought. But I think this goes a long way to show that consumer trust in Google should be low from here on out. Whether it's Google Wave or Google Glasses or now Stadia, they have a habit of canning things uh, without seeing if they're going to prove in the long term. Shows me a couple of things. Number one, that the infrastructure is not there here in America yet. This, you know, streaming may be a great idea in Japan, or maybe a, a great idea in other areas, but here in America it's not. Number two, it also shows me, based on the fact that they're refunding everyone's hardware purchases, software purchases, that this project didn't have a lot of buy-in at all. And while they tried to put up a good front, uh, I think that it shows that people just didn't buy streaming games. I really think that Amazon Luna and uh, other uh, types of this are going to go the same way eventually. Whether Amazon will refund people's purchases there, I don't know. 
I do think this is a huge victory for people who say their collections should be physical only. LeBlanc, I'm looking at you. Uh, but uh, time will tell as to whether companies will continue to dip their toe in it. I'm, I wonder if this will even stunt some of Nintendo's cloud gaming initiatives uh, in the future. Well, I've got to drive through Texas now. I hope you guys have had a great show. Dustin, pat you on the back. I'm sorry for your loss. But like I said, I told you so. See you next time, guys. Make sure you stretch, Jesse. <laughs> we got a stretch um, request in uh, oh Twitch. okay yeah uh <laughs> hey it's chad says never get hardware from google unless you're okay with it getting dropped which reminded me did y'all see in twitter the box that i, I put pictures of a box of a box i received today uh, it's no i, I haven't it, been on twitter all day okay. it was a pic you know first of all there's a big old sticker on it that says fragile don't drop and then a corner is like bashed in one of the edges, like almost ripped. Nice. But what was inside? It turned out fine. Was it your phone? No, it was <laughs> our, my clock. Oh, the clock. Nice. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> All right. Let's, oh, fantastic. Hit play again. All right, so that is that is Mr. Estes uh, kind of taking a little bit of a victory walk. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, hey, I'm right. Um, you know, I I will be contrary to a little bit of, of Mr. Estes. Yes, I believe that this, 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 I, here, first thing I would say this is when Google came out and first said they were doing this, we all said it's going to be dead because Google kills any ideas that don't work well for them, right? So we agreed on that. Google's like faith in or, or or consumer faith in a product going to fruition lasting a long time. Yeah, I mean that that I definitely agree with. Can you pause? Is it? the world you know the statement of like is? I wanted to say something about this in regards to Google and shutting things down. Um, we've talked about this before in the show, where companies aren't your friend, and Google is proving that fact of more so than Nintendo does that. Google doesn't do things because of necessarily for the consumer. They do it because they feel like they're improving something. And if it's, and also to make money, if they're not making money or losing money in that, in that manner of things that they create or do and launch and think it's a need for people and it's not successful, they're going to shut it down. And, and that sucks for anybody who follows Google stuff or likes Google stuff. Um, I've been using Google stuff since Gmail launched. So, uh, if that tells you anything. Yeah. So, I was also an early adapter to Gmail. Yeah. So it's, it's something that I've used all my life that I'm in entwined in the, in the Google ecosystem. Uh, and, uh, and, but I don't like the fact that they shut down a lot of stuff, but I understand that if it's not going to make the money or if it's not going to go somewhere with it, then they shut it down. Like the Google glasses, Google glasses are really cool and stuff, but uh, they had enough research to figure it out that that wasn't going to make them any money yet. And who knows what will happen in the future, but there's a lot of tech and a lot of, uh, of patents and all that kind of stuff that they got out of it. So, and then we see a lot of it kind of spread out in other products and, uh, from the research and the development they did there. So 
Jesse, anything to add there? Mm, no, not really. Right. I do have. Oh, like I do have a, fr a friend, uh, one of the people with from VG Tribune who had uh, one of their prototype or beta Google Glasses, and uh, I don't remember. I don't think he liked. I don't think they worked as well as he thought. But uh, he actually he was able to. They were expensive, and he was able to get a hold of a pair and gave it a try. But yeah, it it, it wasn't ready for prime time. <laughs> right. So yeah, technology today now might be different. Right. They just might have been ahead of their time. Yeah, and there's a lot of that in, in not just Google, but a lot of the stuff that we see with early adopters and stuff like that. I think Justin gets into that later. So I'll let, that's it. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> it is a streaming service, uh, cloud gaming. It's it's not the way of the future, right? It's it's dead like the doorknob. I <laughs> so a couple things. This industry is built on evolution. It's built on trying something different. It's built on being better. It's built on creating new ideas and new ways to experience games and to evolve and to help create platforms and technology that allows for artists to tell their story. I don't believe that Stadia is a complete waste or complete failure. It may have actually been ahead of its time. Will something like this happen to Amazon Luna? Possibly. But when you look at look at like what the work is that that Xbox is doing into xCloud, right? And cloud gaming there. It's the same idea, but it's not the only leg of the stool that Xbox is standing on, right? Xbox has so much more. So their stool is more steady, right? Whereas for Stadia, there was only one leg on that stool. So inevitably the stool will fall over. I think right. streaming, cloud gaming, on-demand gaming, it will eventually continue to pick up. We see organizations trying this as networks across the U.S., North America, and other zones and areas continue to grow, then the network connectivity continues to be there, and more companies will try different ideas of on-demand streaming content. I think Stadia may be a little bit ahead of its time. That's not to say it's not without fault, because it absolutely has fault. I am not to argue on that at all. So that's my thought on it. So let's take a couple of more questions in regards to it. But but again, my commentary there is so important of, I think we we need an industry. We need ideas to push things forward. And I think that, yes, I mean, yes, there's an argument of like the collectors, the physical, I get that. But this idea of making gaming accessible to people um, in different ways to tell stories, I think is important. And I think that, you know, five years from now, we're going to talk about a very different streaming service or streaming uh, time or, or infrastructure. Right. And yes, there will still always be a collector's market. There will still always be physical, but I think that stadia, despite being a, being a, being a failure at this point, pushed us to try something different and to think a little bit differently. And I think you will see those ramifications in the industry. It was, you know, here and burnt out, but I, but I do think it, it has some, has some potential to it. All right. So let's talk about, uh, I got some messages. I got some emails. Uh, all right. So uh, first question comes from 
Zablonk. Zablonk asks, Justin, my condolences for your loss. My question for you is, which Stadia game are you now the most determined to finish, if any, by the January 23rd closure date? So I have actually got up my Stadia account right here. Uh, so let's look at the games that I purchased or have access to in my library. Cyberpunk 2077. So this was this was such a, a funny thing, because I think Cyberpunk... I picked up Google Stadia when they offered, if you bought Cyberpunk, you got Google Stadia for free, right? So the fact they were bundling in uh, ga uh, games with a platform I thought was absolutely brilliant. Cyberpunk is so funny because I think had Cyberpunk even broke a little bit of a different way that it actually, if I think, if I, okay, if Cyberpunk was having the success that Cyberpunk is having now when Cyberpunk released back in 2019, Google Stadia may have actually been a bit of a different story because I think everyone would have wanted to be played Cyberpunk and you could have got it through Google Stadia. And I think that was such a big selling point for them, right? And again, also the Cyberpunk version of, or Google Stadia's version of Cyberpunk actually ran really, really good, actually much better than the than the uh, consoles because it was running off the cloud base. So it was so much easier. So Cyberpunk is actually a game that I would love to to really dive back into. And again, it's having this resurgence. I was like, I got to go back to Cyberpunk. Uh, Far Cry 6, I had a great time, but I'm probably not going to jump right back that. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Ah, uh, this frustrates me because I like I really I, I haven't cared a lot for the Assassin's Creed, but this was Vikings. It was Ireland. It was England. I felt more connected to it. I understand it. I understand the lore, um, the history around it. So I was like Assassin's Creed Valhalla. As a matter of fact, I got the seasons pass and I got the frickin DLC that came out recently as well. I love Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I would love to say I mean, this is one of the reasons why I, I'm enjoyed Stadia because I could play Assassin's Creed Valhalla and not have to have a big console. And I, and I had access to it and I, and I enjoyed my time with it, but I mean, that's a massive game. Um, so what else we got here? Watchdogs legions. I, I never even jumped into it. I got on a sale for like a tenner. So that was great. Um, Jedi fallen order. To be honest, I got, I've got some hours into that. I want to finish off that. I love, I, I'm excited to see the new Jedi Fallen Order story. So I want to jump into that. Avengers, I picked up on sale. Uh, Division picked up on sale. Destiny, like there's so many games. So if I was to say like, where am I going to spend my time? Probably going to spend my time on Fallen Order because I want to really get through that. Um, probably go back a little bit of Cyberpunk and a little bit to Valhalla is probably where I'll spend my time now. Um so yeah, there, there is, there is that, um, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's the way things work. I mean, if I, you know, we're going to come back to some other questions that are asked here as well. Uh, okay. Let me see what other questions I have here. Someone check on Justin. Okay. Um, Chris, uh, HL 94 asks, my question for Justin is, will you use your old Stadia controller as a paperweight, a doorstop or a bookend? This controller, Ouch. right? Oh, actually, hold on. A second. I'm gonna flip. I'm gonna flip back to right. the other camera here. Bear with me one second here. This controller, right here. You know what I'm probably gonna do with this, uh, Chris? Uh, and, and that's funny. I'm probably gonna um, get like a cradle or whatever and put it up on the wall or whatever with some other controllers. And uh, it was a moment. It was a time. And it's. And to be honest, now it's a bit of a collector's item, huh? A little bit of a collector's item. So. Um, I, I think, yeah, it is, it is what it is. Uh, there was so much potential there, uh, I think, that just never came to fruition. Uh, let me see what else. Uh, let's see what else we got here for questions, questions, questions. Uh, da, 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 da. 
Uh, <laughs> Frosticles asks, so when is Justin getting his Series S? Um, which will be then connected to another question I have here in a second. All right, let's go. So there's, we're going to answer that question in a second. We're going to go over to another question I have. This is from Brian. Brian asks, hello, Nintendo, Nintendo husbandandos. I just caught wind that Google is doing what Google does and will abandon in Justin's voice. Here we go, folks. Google Stadia. I'd like to hear Justin's take on this news, considering he is the only person I've actually heard using the service. Will Justin now be looking to a companion console to his Nintendo Switch? Um, and also, how much money did he spend on it, and what are the regrets, if any? Um, so I'll be transparent, right? Uh, I just showed you my game collection there. A lot of those, I shouldn't say a lot of them, a good amount of those games are free to play. A uh, good amount of them we got review codes for as well, which were free, which is great. Um, I actually went and checked dollars to dimes. I put $250 into Google Stadia. Uh, I very rarely bought a game on full price or never bought a game on full price. They usually did. They did a lot of sales as Ubisoft tends to do. I, I had a laugh for a while. I was actually thinking, I was like, Google Stadia is essentially my Ubisoft platform. Um, so $250 return will be coming to me. It, or he could have gotten a Luna and gotten those games as part of the bundle. <laughs> right. Aren't you Ubisoft right. games on Luna? <laughs> uh, if you pay extra for a month, yes. Right. right. Yeah, I think it was like 15 a month for that one or something like that. It was the higher tier. I didn't ever buy the higher tier one. I tried but, yeah. it. I tried it. Yeah, I tried I the lower tier one for a few months, then I canceled it. And I have a controller to talk about, right? Um, oh, says, Ebersol says, that's half an Amico. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so when am I getting, what am I going to do or companion console? Well, it's interesting how much, uh, Xbox series, uh, S costs, huh? 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 Might be, uh, might be making that replacement there. Um, also, um, any regrets, if any, you know, this will sound funny. My, my regret probably, uh, is that I didn't play enough Google Stadia. I didn't spend enough time with it. Um, and, and I think, but that is a regret, right? I think I think there are some games I definitely jumped into and had, had a good time playing, but not enough of them and and not all the time. And, and it wasn't my default platform I went to, right? Which is, it's something you have to be strategic to think about, right? I need to, I used a lot of web browsers, but my regret is probably that I, that I just didn't play enough games on it, if I'm being really honest with you. And so I created a, a digital backlog, as you see here, but I'm, but I'm getting everything back, which is kind of crazy uh, to start with as well. Um... So yeah, I don't really think I have regrets. I mean, I, I think it's it's a statement of like, it's like early adopters for everything, right? You don't know whether something's going to cut your way or not. You don't know if the technology is going to last. You don't know if it's going to be a hit. The person who bought the first, the, the, the first iPad, you didn't know if it was going to take off. I mean, it was Apple, so it was probably going to take off. But you really didn't know, right? Tesla, you didn't really know if it was going to take off. Like these things. Apple Lisa says hi. Yes. Things that, that, you know, the first time someone bought a Nintendo, right, or any video game or the Switch or when we invest in Apple buying the Newton. Wii U. Man, the Wii U is amazing. I hope everyone's going to buy it. <laughs> Do you have regret on that? No, I had fun with it. I enjoyed it. But it's a risk you take of being an early adopter. So that is kind of my statement there. Uh, also, I want to say here uh, as well, coming from thanks, y'all, and maybe next week. I will also be able to call myself a Nintendo dad. My wife is comically pregnant and getting her eviction notice together for our little girl. Uh, well, Brian, congratulations. Uh, wishing you absolutely the best, your wife uh, the best in that as well. Uh, and welcome to being a Nintendo dad and the Nintendo dad family. So that is very, very exciting. Uh, let me take a look here. If there are any other questions from... I wanted to add, I think Brian, I 
his uh, his signature was Crimson Skidmark, and he's written for the show before. And oh, yeah. Marty almost spit out his water when he saw that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Discord, sorry. and uh, I've been I've, like people people been. I don't want to say people have been dunking on me because that's not right. But people have definitely been like, hey, what's up with that? What's going on, Justin? Um, yeah, I'm getting a lot of support from Can you pause um, it for a second. Get a lot of support. So, yeah, it's it, you got to you got to feel for someone like Justin, who is desperate in a way. I should maybe it's the wrong word to use, but desperate in a way to find that second council and i'm throwing up air quotes here because it's not a council but you know a second way to play games that you can't play on the nintendo switch because the nintendo switch is his only system so you got to feel for someone like justin or anybody else out there who was in the same shoes who used stadia to be able to play the higher end games that they couldn't get to because they one either couldn't afford the latest consoles or maybe they had older consoles so and that was a great way to do it. You just paid, you know, you may not have been able to own, own the games and you may not have been able to play some of the first party games that PlayStation Xbox had or Nintendo had if you didn't have a Nintendo, but you could play some of those third great third party games, like the ones he listed that he wants to be able to play before it runs out. So I feel I feel for those people who are losing out on that opportunity to not have to go buy a box, a second box, or they're their only box, if you will, a, a system to be able to play these great games on. And uh, now they have to figure out something else. So. Go from people saying, come on over to Xbox. So how long has this ramp been? It's been about 20 minutes. Um, I, I think my, my final statements are like, I, again, I, I think that I enjoyed my time with Stadia it's unfortunate that it's ending. Uh, it, it is what it is. There's some great games I look forward to playing. Uh, I can't believe Google is refunding it. That's absolutely incredible. And I think that this will be this this will be a touchstone moment in in gaming, right? That we not that like we're all like, oh my gosh, right? But rather it's like, hey, remember Google Stadia? That was something that happened. And it'll be interesting to see in five to ten years how. That's like people saying, hey, do you remember the Dreamcast? <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. this actually trickles down what does cloud gaming look like i think the other question that is maybe being asked is like well what does this mean for nintendo nothing it means absolutely nothing for nintendo at all right uh, and the reason being is much like my my analogy earlier about xbox and the stool the fact that they have so many legs that they're standing on they can actually have one that is cloud gaming and still be steady it's the same case for nintendo right you still have um, physical uh, hard, you know, cartridges that you can pick up. Nintendo isn't leaning a hundred percent into only streaming, right? My question would be very interesting about like, what does happen to Amazon, right? Also does Amazon Luna now try and get into that marketplace a lot quicker because now there is a void that's being created by Stadia. I don't know. Um, I think it was a little bit of a, a, a bit of an early sign or, or a bit of a, the writing was on the wall when, um, uh, Ubisoft announced the most recent or the new Assassin's Creed coming and it was not being named to go to Stadia. That was an indicator for me. I thought mentally, I was like, yep, things are done here. There's some bad. Which reminds I remember when we get through the not E3 week, there was a lot of and Stadia's in that list. Yeah. Now time. they're not, now they're gone. Right. 
deal yeah. conversations occurring that are ensuring that that is that you know it's not it's not showing up on Stadia. Uh, so that is kind of it. That's kind of my rant and rave about uh, Google Stadia. Hopefully that has answered some of your questions. I think it's a very interesting. Um, conversation. I think it's a very, like, this will be a very life, like interesting journey. I'd love to see a documentary about the life and times of Stadia, how everything happened, where it all fell apart, the decisions that were made to get here. Um, but folks, that is it. So for one last time, thank you so much for listening to me, listening to me rant about Google Stadia. Take care. Bye-bye. Yep, and that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> yeah, he he said everything that we were. Uh, you know, we literally have three bullets, and he t- covered those and a lot more. Yeah, especially <laughs> like I said, because he was the one that was supporting it because of the reasons like I said it was his second system. Becca says he didn't get to my question. So. Yep, your question came after he recorded. Sorry if your question was not answered uh, in the Discord by his video. He's going to have the video up uh, if it's not already in our YouTube uh, channel separate from the podcast. So if you want to rewatch, you can go there. You can add your question there if you want, or you can ping them in our discord and say, Hey, what about this? Uh, But I also said in our discord Mecca, if you happen to see, I replied to that saying to your question that he might've missed it. And then, then we might be able to cover it for you. Uh, so, cause we can talk about Stadia too, you know, not just Justin. <laughs> so <laughs> your also question, Canadians going to Canadian. <laughs> so, uh, Mecca's question, he had a few things. He said, does this mean the end of cloud dads? No, because this is why we named it cloud dads and not Stadia dads for this reason, because of Google's past. And the way they pointed it, we said, we're not going to call it Stadia Dads. We're going to call it Cloud Dads. And plus, they're still cloud games. You can still talk about cloud games in Nintendo Switch, cloud games what? at Xbox. So I'm trying to remember what the, uh, in fact, oh, actually, the Twitter account I created was Stadia Dads. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> but we do have, we do have a logo called Cloud Dads. So uh, Dads in the Cloud, I think it was actually. So dads in the clouds or whatever. Uh, but it's still relevant uh, because it's, there's still cloud games. Uh, so, and we answered the question about, he did answer it and we answered about getting your monthly subscription refunded. We ta- we said that it's not. So pay attention, Mecca, pay attention to all these things. <laughs> and then he said, dang it though, Google makes as much money as Apple does, and they're supposedly the biggest tech company out there. How does one with more money in the world can't make a successful venture into gaming like what did so- what Sony and Microsoft did in the 90s and 2000s that- and Google and Apple are struggling to do? Uh, it isn't as easy as it sounds, and Microsoft is, it's not been a smooth road for Microsoft either, We've as we've seen. So, and Sony's had a rough road, started having a rough road with their PS3, but they were able to turn it around. And if they don't turn things around now, they may end up with another rough road and for PS5. Um, it's not always yeah, easy. It's, it's not good press for them to come up with a cheaper chip and then charge 50 or 20% more. Yes. 
<laughs> so uh mecca says i'm like his second dad these days <laughs> <laughs> so all right anyways uh and also to uh the game industry was still young in the 90s and early 2000s so that's why we saw pong some... says hi what's that pong says hi yes <laughs> we saw some you know gaming systems come in and out and leave and we still see some now and in order to it's going to be harder and harder as time goes on, but it can be done. Yeah. So, you know, you know, you know, people make mistakes and then hopefully learn from those mistakes and not make them again. Which reminds me of Sega's big mistake of E3. Oh, yeah, we're going to announce, have a new console called the Saturn and it releases today. And all the all the vendors who would be buy, sell, wanting to sell it saying... Why didn't you tell me about this? I don't have room. <laughs> so yeah, that wasn't a good decision. Yeah. So um but again, it can be done. Um and we'll see it done again. There'll be some new company coming out, I'm sure, with a new great device or whatever. So we'll see. Uh, but great stuff. And I think uh Hambone, not Hambone, uh Johnny Nick from um um our game pass news crew asked a question as well he said how do you pronounce stadia post-mortem <laughs> very carefully and really how much does this hurt the streaming sector seems to bring legitimacy to the it could close at any second crowd um i think he talked about it just a little bit like i think on from the nintendo side of things um, but I don't think it's going to hurt because of the, um, like he said, Stadia was on one leg of the stool. Even though stool sounds funny to me. <laughs> Sorry, my, my middle school immature. Especially mind. if you're a pet owner. Yes. So anyways, the, the, you know, the pillars of any company as we saw with Nintendo and other things, because we're more familiar with Nintendo, I'm going to bring that up probably more, but you have to have multiple pillars in order to be successful. So Nintendo has those pillars. They can do different things and try different things. So and as long as the other companies, Stadia only had cloud. They didn't have physical games. They didn't have anything else. So that's that. <laughs> so I think that's there's still some legitimacy there. Uh, and the other companies can still kind of let it grow a little bit more slowly yeah, and naturally. I think you kind of, you kind of already answered Mecca's next question. Do you think the closure of Stadia will cause companies to be more apprehensive with cloud gaming? I think the answer is they know not to have that as their sole leg. Yes. If it's gonna... great as a choice. Because yeah. even as we've talked before, Marty can't do cloud gaming, so he's not going to do cloud gaming. Justin can, so he's going to do it. So, but it's a choice. It allows. I could, but don't want to because I have all the other systems. Yes. So, <laughs> same, same here. It's like, um, it's for me. My Nintendo Switch is a portable system. I like being able to take it on the go. Once I leave the house, then it's harder to play a cloud-based game. So, on my Switch yeah. again, unless the device itself has. LTE or 5G, yeah. which means you've got other problems to deal with. 
Well, and my mobile hotspot is only allowed to have so much <laughs> use over a month anyway. So yeah, data caps being one of the problems. Yes. Yes. So we had those as well. So all great stuff. And this was huge topic that dropped in and uh, today before, because before we were just going to talk po- Pokemon all day, right, Jesse? We were just going to talk yeah. about Pokemon all day. <laughs> in fact, in fact, I, I I was planning on having a my normal end of month big poke minute, and I didn't have, with with the Stadia thing and the dinner. I didn't have time to type it up, so there isn't going to be a poke minute this week. <laughs> uh, well, we still have other Pokemon stuff to talk about, anyways. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, but I'm just so. saying there could have been more Pokemon, but that <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably do that next week. So should we change the thing instead of saying beat a dead horse, beat a dead stadia, change it to that instead of proof. (laughs) That could have been another show title, beat a dead stadia. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, well, let's move along to the game releases now. So in the news, we have a few that we can talk about Uh, today. A surprise drop, Elder Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Anniversary Edition bundle dropped today on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, the, bundles, uh, the bundle has the base game and add-ons, which is the Dawn Guard, Hearthfire, and Dragonborn. Uh, previous owners of the game get four creations. That's content from the Creation Club, which are mods which have been officially sanctioned by Bethesda Softworks. For example, mods like Saints and Seducers, Survival Mode, and Fishing. And then more creations can be purchased through the Creation Club. Owners will also have the option to purchase the Anniversary Edition upgrade to get all the content in the bundle, plus additional quests, weapons, armor, locations, mounts, and more. It's a $70 game on the US eShop. Wow. With that, so it appears the first $70 Switch games is now live, Mike Burgett asks in uh, or says in our uh, Discord. The Skyrim Anniversary Edition is available digitally on the eShop. What are your thoughts? Is this the start of a trend or just an outlier? I think this is just an outlier just because this this is an 11-year-old game that just has a lot of add-ons. A lot of content. uh yeah. And it's one that will always go on sale for half price. <laughs> right. If, if not less. So and pro- probably run on your toaster. Yes. So, but uh I still haven't picked up uh Skyrim because I had it uh, before on I think what PS what it came out on PS3 originally. Uh yeah, because PS4 launched in 13. Yeah, I think it so came out came on PS3, out. and that's where I picked it up at and tried it yeah, out PS, there. PS3, 360, and PC. Yep. So, and I hadn't played it since, and I didn't get it on the Switch. Uh, I may put this on my wish list and look out for a sale on it, uh, but I probably won't end up getting it because there's still, and we've talked about this before, so many games out there. There's always something new I want to play and try, and I've been trying to get better at finishing some games. Uh, that I like and are, am into, so and not just letting it sit there. So, what about you? Any plans on? Have you? Did you play Skyrim before? You have any plans in looking into this or what? Never touched it. Okay. Any interest? No. no. Um, okay. I, I think I also read that it, people, if people who have purchased the original 
build of Elder Scrolls on Switch, they could upgrade to this, basically buying the, all the, the new DLC packs that are included here that they don't have for like 20 bucks. So yeah. they don't have to buy the whole thing again. They can just, for the 17th Sorry, I'm, time. I'm smiling because I, I don't know. Did Mecha Dragon, did Mecha Dragon ask that question before I read all of why it's no. $70 or no. while he, I was asked, talking about it? I think after. After? <laughs> Mecha, stop bouncing uh, around and Twitch and stay here and then you'll hear everything. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. Uh, but yeah, next- I the, my, my history with The Elder Scrolls is I bought Oblivion when I bought my PS3. I played like the first hour tutorial. And then when I got out of the cave, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Shut <laughs> off. Never touched it again. I did. Uh, when I did Skyrim, I did the, you know, created my character and I did uh, probably a good 10, 15 hours into it. And I, and I remember hearing Patrick Stewart's voice with in a big close up of a face that I didn't like. <laughs> Yeah, when I tried Skyrim, it was it was fun when I played it for that amount of time. But then it was like just the same issue I had with Breath of the Wild. Big open world. I was just not. At least you had direction in Breath of the Wild. You... <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, the, Skyrim has some direction, too. But it was still like it was so you had so many choices. I just felt probably overwhelmed at the time because I didn't know what I wanted to do. When there's stuff like that, where I have the opportunity to, I, I want to find the best weapons, best armor and all that kind of stuff. And, but I have the choice to go this that way or another thing. And I don't know where to go. I'm afraid I'm going to end up with not the best. And then when I get, when I take all the time to get the things I got, and then I find out I don't have the best and I feel like I wasted my time. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. In fact, I think I bought Oblivion on PC just because it was so hyped and literally never installed it. Oh, wow. Okay. Because <laughs> back then, you could buy games on disc. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, next up is Jackbox Party Pack 9. October 20th date was announced, and we just missed it by seven days, Jesse. Yep. Just by I, seven I did, days. I, I did a prediction that it was going to be on the 13th and was wrong. Yes. Close, though. Did you give yourself a window or just you said the 13th? No, I said 13th. Because, okay. Because it was like that second Thursday or second Friday, whatever the day of the week it is, has been when they all had, you know, three through eight has come out on that, that same week. Nice. So just in time for extra life. Too. Just in time for extra life, though. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure we'll definitely be playing some Jackbox <laughs> games that weekend. Yes. And then last but not least on our game releases announcements, Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals was announced uh, to be delayed for 2023. Another game for 2023. So, Are you getting po- bummed about these, Jesse, at all? About these pushes to 2023? Uh, it's normal. It's, you know, we, 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 this time of year, we always see a bunch of games say, oh, it's coming out next year. I, I don't think this year is any special. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure the pandemic still has impact on this, but 2017, we were hearing, oh, this game will be pushed out to 2018. <laughs> so this, yeah, this, yeah. this, this is normal. This is 
business as usual. Right. Doesn't really phase me anymore. That is a game I didn't really care about. (laughs) But I know other people are. I think like uh, Dads After Dark people are looking forward to it. Yep. Yeah, and I think it just goes back to the thing about the industry is, you know, you know, talk about your game. Just don't tell us when it's going to come out. If you're going to talk about it early, just say we'll release a, you know, a date or whatever. I guess well, I don't they, know. It's they never gave hard. a date. They just said 2022. 2022. Okay. So, yeah, they missed the whole 12-month window. <laughs> yeah, well, here, let me see if, see if I can find when. I don't really keep track of when we first hear about games. So I'm looking that up. We first Is heard about the... this game April of last year. Wow, okay. All right. So, so yeah, so they predict, they said 2022 you know, eight months or nine months before January of 2022. And now it's going to be 2023. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, with that, that's it for the news. Let's move on to our ad break with Justin. Hey, folks, hey, folks support of today's, today's episode of Internet, Internet Ads is brought, brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped. Welcome, Welcome to Fresh, fresh ball, ball Fall. It's the season, season of pumpkin, pumpkin spice and making sure, sure your crotch looks nice. nice. That, means that means sipping cider and fall breeze and using Manscaped products to trim your balls with ease. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, a company here to make sure that your foliage isn't the only thing shedding excess leaves. Heck, even Mother Nature knows it's time to lose excess clutter fall. Join over the 6 million men manscaped.com and getting 25 or sorry 20 percent off and free shipping with the code nindads n-i-n-d-a-d-s that's 20 percent off and free shop sh- free shipping when you use the code nindads n-i-n-d-a-d-s uh folks uh, we've talked about how awesome manscaped is we continue to uh encourage you to use the products there there is some tremendous products that you have an opportunity to get don't forget their that their use of their uh, ultra premium deodorant um and by the way don't worry it's not pumpkin spice flavored uh and it's it's a lovely cologne quality fragrance as well and of course we've talked before about the crop preserver ball deodorant um and it's just that idea just to make sure that hey you know, your armpits sweat, other places sweat, make sure you're smelling nice as well. So absolutely, I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to head over to manscaped.com. Uh, take a look at the premium package this fall. Again, a great gift as maybe preparing for the holidays and, and uh, Christmas or giving it away to a friend or, or whomever. Um, these are absolutely fantastic products. Use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 20% off and free shipping. All the Nintendo Dads use Manscaped products. We highly recommend them, and we think that you would absolutely use them as well and make them part of your day-to-day routine. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. And sorry about the echo there at first. I know Tim and I tested it with the Stadia video, and we saw the echo there, and I found a solution for it, but I forgot to... Uh, Put, apply that solution to the ad <laughs> until you saw I saw in the chat. I'm like, oh crap! No, everybody said it was punishment for uh, his sadness, <laughs> the stadia's stadia's uh, sadness. All right, let's move on to let's discuss. All right, Jesse, I got I got a good topic for you today. Okay. I wanted to talk some Pokemon with you because this came up in the news. Yeah, that... I don't think I got the survey, so this is new to me. 
Yeah, we got uh, Nintendo Life reported out, and I think a couple of other outlets did as well, but this is where I saw the article. Was Nintendo Life said, Nintendo Survey asks what Pokemon games and spinoffs are wanted. So I wanted to ask what's next for the Pokemon spinoff game that comes to the Switch. Uh, do you want something old? Do you want something new? Are you interested in anything on this list that we see? Uh, and I'll read it off for those who are listening. Uh, and can't see the list, uh, but the question had, what kinds of Pokemon games would you like to play in the future? Please select all that apply. It also and says a Pokemon looter shooter. <laughs> a new game similar to Pokemon Go. No. A new, a, new to, a new type of Pokemon adventure set in an open world that offers more freedom to choose what to do and where to go next, a la Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I think that'll depend on how much I like Scarlet and Violet. A new entry in an existing spinoff series, such as Pokemon Mystery Dungeon or new Pokemon Snap. Generally, no. I normally most of the spinoff series I didn't like. Okay, so not even Mystery Dungeon or anything like that. Never played a Mystery Dungeon game. Okay, I know um, my kids that grew up. I, I, I hear they're roguelike, or at least randomly generated stuff and um, normally my kids really like the mystery dungeon games on the ds ds's so um i think they would probably really be nostalgic for that on the switch and i think mecca i think you said something about wanting a, a mystery dungeon game too at one time from that for if i don't from that memory serves me i should say yeah i remember i tried conquest didn't like it i had, had matthew try it he didn't like it either and if, if those of you who don't remember Conquest, that was a crossover between Pokemon and Noah Bunkin's Ambition. Google it. Okay, then. <laughs> uh, the other option is a new adventure similar to traditional Pokemon games with a set path through the world and a linear story, a la Pokemon Sword and Shield and Pokemon Red and Blue. Or a remake, remaster of a traditional Pokemon game, such as Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl and Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, or something else. If 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 they remake Gen 5, I would probably pick it up because I never played the original Gen 5s, and I know a lot of people still say that that's their favorite generation. Okay. What's, so, uh, what games were in Gen 5? Black and white. Black and white. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Yeah. Right, what's it, what about uh, why we're talking about this chat? If you got any ones that you would like to see come back or new rendition of Pokemon games, let us know what we're talking here. Yeah. yeah. Mecca says we won't see that for a while. I agree. We're not going to see it for a while. It took 15 years to get Gen 4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, right. so, yeah. But I'm saying, you know, if they, you know, if they continue with their remake remaster plan, Gen Vive is the next logical step. Unless they choose to remake two again. I'm looking at you. Uh, let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee. Let's go Johto. Yeah. Which okay. that wouldn't surprise me if that comes next. If they, if that if they came out with a Let's Go Johto again, I, I've said before I would pick it up. I would pick it up. Okay. But uh, I really I would want to see something new, something that they haven't tried before. Like another type of like, be creative, uh, experimental, like they did with Conquest. Do some, it you know may not work out, but still, I want to see them try something that they. So you, you want know. them to do an experimental thing, like yeah, along the experimental experimental lines. Because a lot of people are you know 
the, the, the biggest con about the Pokemon series is it's so samey. They are getting some experimental in you know, in the new new gens, but it's still ultimately still a Pokemon game. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I want, would... I'd like to see something like you know, like the first time they did Mystery Dungeon, that was new. When they did first yes. time they did Snap, that was new. Conquest, that was new. So I want to see again something new. I just don't know what that new would be. Maybe it, like as Zippo said, a looter shooter. <laughs> uh, Mecha Dragon. You are a blastoise say... with your water cannons. Mecha Dragon did say uh, Explorers of the Sky. It keeps trying to move. I'm trying to see the name of it, and it keeps moving on me. Uh, Explorers of the Sky, yeah, for uh, Mystery Dungeon. He wants that remade or a remake of that. Okay, never. So, that doesn't ring a bell. He, he also mentioned about Pokemon Ranger. I've never played those, so I'm not familiar with what those are. So, yeah, I've never really been. Normally, I'm, uh, you know, I get. I play the mainline games, get Pokemon out, and don't want to touch it for a while. So when it comes to the spin-offs, I'm like, I, I'm not interested. There's other games I want to play. Yeah, I will. I'll be. I'll be happy to play an Arceus too, or something similar along those lines. Like if that kid tra- travels in time again or something to a different <laughs> space, you know, that'd be cool. Maybe prehistoric when when the fossil Pokemon are not fossils. Oh yeah, there we go. That'd be kind of interesting to see if that, you know, if they continue that arc of that story, like, uh, what was it? Pokemon Legends, right? The Pokemon Legends arc. Yeah. uh, To where it's not necessarily Arceus or Arceus, whatever you want to call it, too. Like, I was hoping at the end of the story that the player character would be unisekied back to its native timeline and just kind of see what happens. Like, like how did Especially, it impact his timeline or yeah, her like, timeline? Yeah. Yeah. Did did the time in the past actually impact the present? Yeah. Maybe there's a trilogy that we're not aware of yet that we'll find possible. Out. <laughs> so yeah, I would definitely continue that because it's um as we get closer to the end of the year, Arceus is on my list of uh game of the year games. So that's how much I enjoyed that game. Um, and my kids, like I said, loved Mystery Dungeon games. So I think that would be cool to see a new game of that or even get, you know, a remake, start remaking those to bring them, bring it to a newer generation. I don't know about a new Pokemon Snap, though. Uh, them doing no. a new one already, I think it's good. It's good. Well, We're yeah, good even I, I bought the new Pokemon <laughs> Snap and really didn't care for it. And of course, I did too. It just I, wasn't I, I I bought the original Pokemon Snap on like Wii Virtual Console, and again, didn't play it for more than twenty minutes. And I remember enough, playing the hell out of action. it. <laughs> I remember playing the playing it when it was new. Yeah, but again, back then it didn't have a lot of options. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, when you get Cra- to pick one game, that's what Cra- you get. Crazy, crazy Pokemon Taxi. <laughs> oh man, I wonder if they would do a Pokemon Cart. <laughs> that'd be kind of funny i they probably wouldn't do that because there's mario kart i don't know well no because they did diddy kong so maybe maybe they would if it was different enough maybe they'd do a no, pokemon would, kart would you have a pokemon rider mounting a pokemon quote-unquote vehicle and then have a mix and match <laughs> interesting 
that like, would be kind like of like a, a double right, dash type of thing. Uh, yeah, you're right to riding a Charizard, yeah. and then halfway through, the Charizard rides the right to. <laughs> oh man, I'm sold. Take my money now. <laughs> I'll take it. So yeah, um, I am looking forward to Scarlet and Violet. It is on my Christmas list to hopefully get one of those games. If the yeah, family I, I, I'll get one. I, I, well, yeah, I've I've already pre-ordered it from the Jap. I mentioned before from the yes. Japanese shop. Your voucher. So I sh- so I should get it a day early, and then plus I I have a physical copy ordered from Amazon that I'm going to give to my youngest daughter, and I'll. Oh, yeah, probably right. order one for my oldest daughter and have it shipped to her house when <laughs> nice <laughs> I haven't yeah, decided I want, that I'm because still trying to figure out if the family wants to play it here because of the four player aspect of it but uh, we'll see yeah and then my son will buy his own copy so <laughs> we, I'm, I'm sure we'll have a chance to try the two player stuff but I don't think I'll, the girls I don't think will ever have a chance to link up just because they normally don't play they like to play the game but they don't get far in them very too, cool. Too bad this game comes out two weeks after we are our meetup. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, maybe we can, you know, sweet talk our friends at Nintendo, you know, or our family members that work there, see if we can get a co- early copy or something. Is that how it works? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to events. All right, so to go over again, we brought it up at the top of the show. We're going to have Extra Life Game Day on November 5th, where the Nintendo Dads are not doing it streaming. We're going to be doing it live together in person. We'll be uh, joining Phoenix Overdrive in Rome, New York, and we're going to be so tired at the end of that weekend because it's 24 hours of gaming with uh, not just the four of us, but with all these other podcasters are going um so if you're following any of those other podcasters are going if they haven't announced it yet they hopefully will be um but if they did announce it you know who's going to be there um i'm, I'm hoping we get a definitive list yet yeah, yeah i'm hoping we see a definitive list of who signed up that would be, be nice fun. so then that way we can just uh be like uh, all excited about it so because i want to be, uh, be able to start talking about some of the people i'm going to be able to chat with but I don't want to ruin their surprise if they have one too. So, but uh, again, looking forward to it and looking forward to any of you who are going to come out there again, if you can make it great. If you can't, we're not asking anybody to come out there. It is not a mandatory. It's not a dad con thing or anything like that. If you can come out there, you have to go to the Phoenix overdrive website. Uh, Do you remember what the website is, Jesse? It's uh I think it's phoenixoverdrive.org maybe but, org, okay. yeah, but you have to once he's looking it up you have to go there and register uh, if you're going to be part of that phoenix.overdrive.com no no that's a different site never mind um <laughs> so um i'm looking uh, yeah we're still working out all the details and get learning about everything too so but again okay. You can join in the festivities there and play games too, and they'll make space. PhoenixOverdrive.com. <laughs> okay, they uh, you have to register too because if you want to play any of the games and the, uh, and all that kind of stuff, because they'll have board games, they'll have card games, they'll have Magic the Gathering, which Jesse and I are going to be part of because we want to play and try it out. Yeah. 
Uh, and, the, and, and that fee is to help provide food and drink and to keep people yeah. awake and energized. Yes. <laughs> so lots of stuff going on. Uh, and then also we'll be in New York for 24 hours, essentially. Uh, not much time to explore New York, but the point of it is to meet and greet with everybody at the Nintendo New York sh- store. Uh, one, because some of us have never been there. And two, uh, to get to see anybody who's in the New York area and wants to hang out there as well. So again, more details uh, we'll try to get up and about within the coming weeks, um, probably out on the website. So I'll, I'll probably be working on that in a couple of weeks too. So also don't forget about the dinner table. That's every third Friday of the month. Uh, we hold the the community gets together in the discord and uh, you have to be a Patreon subscriber or t- Twitch subscriber to participate. Uh, you join in a call on our discord and it's October 21st in October at 10 PM Eastern time. You can join in and we just talk about everything. So whatever's on the, in the news, whatever's going on, whatever we want to talk about, whatever TV shows, whatever movies, whatever, uh, escapades uh mecha dragons up to as far as any you know pony cons he's going to and meeting uh bands and stuff uh and giving out choco tacos so so lots of good stories we come up there it's a lot of fun so if you want to come hang out you got to be a discord uh you got to be able to get into discord in order to do that you have to subscribe via twitch man it's hard to say those words together and or patreon subscriber um and that's as little as a dollar there so come join us and that's it for events let's move on to what we've been playing all right already uh jesse okay i i've been Continuing my playthrough of Dragon Quest IX, Sentinels of the Starry Skies, and uh, I got got to, uh, to the point of one of my favorite puns in the entire series, and I know there's another one coming up later, but uh, th- this pun is a really long buildup, so I'll quickly ex- explain it. About five mm-hmm. hours in, you come across a city named Zer, X-E-R-E. And uh, apparently, this long ago, this world famous sculptor uh, built statues around the city, but he wanted to explore and go somewhere else. So he ended up tra- traveling, going, found a new area, missed his friends in Zir, so basically recreated it, buildings and people and all, out of stone in this new area. The name of that city was named Zir Rocks because everything's made of stone. So, okay. if I'm tracking, what what's <laughs> what's the famous company known for copiers? Xerox. Yes. Oh, geez, oh, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a that is a long build up because you meet Zir about five hours in, and I got the Xerox. 12 hours in. So it was like a seven hour gap between that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny. The next pun I haven't gotten to yet. I'll probably get to that next week and I'll 
I'll I'll tell you that story then. Okay. But uh, um, again, this is I'm I've played through this game before when it was new. It's been what two thousand two thousand nine two thousand ten. So it's been a while. So I don't remember a lot of the things. So everything's kind of new, new, new again. So lo- looking forward nice. to it. But but those puns I still remember just because they were <laughs> they were they're awesome puns. They're punny. In fact, uh, I I I took a picture and put it on Twitter a few days ago. I said, "Did Dragon Quest predict COVID?" Because one of the earlier bosses in the game is called the Ragin Contagion. Oh, that's right. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Okay, then I I continued my playthrough of Guardian Tales. We talked about that last week. Okay. And I th- I think the game doesn't even officially come out on the Switch until the 3rd. So early next week. So if you haven't played it yet, that's why you can't play it yet. <laughs> but uh I know I think Solo something did a video and talked about it, and he was actually yes. more upbeat about it and more positive on it than I was last week. I was kind of down on it. I, I I like what it's doing so far. I just have a feeling, you know, I just don't know when that paywall is going to land. Okay, I know it's You're going to land. It. You're just dreading because that paywall. that's how these games work. Yeah, but yeah, I was able. I finished World One. I got to World Two and. Like World One, when you're not actively playing it, you're just at a campfire. It's nice and quiet. Just you and like one other party member that you're able to choose from, at, you know, around this fire. Finished World One. I'm now at World Two, and the base map is now like a sprawling city that's based on the what I'm the t- the tasks available to me looks like this is now like a city builder on top of the dungeon crawler RPG that I've been playing for four hours. So I'm like, I I took a picture of that and I think I put it on Twitter and I said, what just opened up for me here? I don't know what this is. You're still talking about guardian tales, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I still have to fire that game up myself. So <laughs> I haven't fired it up yet. I'm kind of like, uh, I've got all the, uh, I'll talk about yeah, that. So it'll, but, yeah, so it, it'll be, it's a free to download. They give you a whole crap ton of coins and polls and stuff. Okay. So you, you, you're not going to have to give them money for, a, a, you know, a, at least five hours. So that's about how long I've put into it so far. Okay. And uh, uh, I, I pretty much have three characters max leveled to 30. And then now that I'm at World Two, I can level them up to thirty-five. Sounds like for each world, you can go five levels more. And how and, are you liking the story? Well, the the, the first story, world story I, I liked. It's kind of hard to explain because okay. talking about the story is almost is basically spoiling it because it is it isn't a great it isn't a deep story. So okay. I kind of don't want to talk about the story much. But I did sure. like what I did. Well. I've seen a lot of people post that it's got a good story. So it's. Yeah. But of course, you know, people who've played the mobile game, you know, the thing's probably eight to 10 worlds deep. And I'm, I I haven't started world two yet. So it sounds like each world has its own story and it just gets weirder and weirder as it goes, as as it goes on. So this will likely be a game I dabble in from time to time just because, again, it's free. Did you ever play Genshin Impact? I tried once. I fell asleep 
<laughs> Within 10 minutes. Okay. Literally, I dozed, that, I yeah. dozed off. Yeah, I could see that. Because, I mean, Genshin has, it, obviously, it, it plays a lot towards the Breath of the Wild side of things. But it has many stories as well in each of their yeah. areas. Yeah, this is so. like a 32-bit Genshin. Okay. You know, it's it's you know it it's it's an action RPG. It's not turn based, but it's on like a Link's Awakening style view. Okay. So you with scrolling screens, too. the camera's above you. Okay. So it plays it in a two D space. Okay. And it's got uh, gotcha mechanics for your party members and your weapons. Okay. They're just like Genshin. Yeah, and Mecca's asking if the wa- the waifus didn't bring you in, Jesse. And apparently, I don't think you got to enough waifus in in Genshin. Yeah, not really. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the different characters do have nice, slightly animated art when you do the the draws, but you're not seeing that. Like Genshin has got the nice 3D models, and you'll you're you're looking at at that backside of that model through while you're playing it <laughs> right but here you're the actual gameplay is a 2d sprite so. right yeah i think he's talking about genshin more about the you know waifu's drawing you right. in the genshin well I th- well yeah but you know we were comparing guardian tales to yes. genshin and both yes. having the same type of draw gotcha yeah so yeah my main companion is a dog i picked up on world one and then my World 2 lets me have a second companion in my party, and I think I'm going to upgrade the last party member that joined my party at the end of the, the World 1 story. Again, I'm not going to say who, because that would be kind of a, you know, anyone who wants us to follow the story, it would be kind of a spoiler. All right. But so you're kind of already, and I think I have like, because of the draws, I have like 10 or 12 characters available to me, but most of them are level 1 to 4. Okay. And, it's, and those top three are level 25 to 30. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to use those. Right. Because they, they can one hit most of the things or two hit. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. And then the last game I'm going to talk about is the Voice of Cards, A Beast of Burden. I finished this game. Oh, wow. I okay. Really liked where the story was going up until the last boss and then the little post battle. A blog of like that's how they're ending it, really. <laughs> it's like they could have a whole nother game and continue the story. Maybe that's what they're going to do. I don't know, but it left a gaping hole for oh, what interesting. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, so it's I, not I, I self contained. Like... <laughs> no, it's not self contained. They, they literally just. The characters are acted like they're going to continue their adventure. They walk off screen, credits roll. I'm like, that's it. That's how they're ending this. <laughs> they walk off to the into the anyway. sunset. Anyway, but like the first game, and probably like the second game, but I never finished the second game. They, when you beat the game, I was you, you get an item. It's a zero stat ring that you can equip. That basically lets eliminates random battles. And I started a new game plus, but I haven't gotten it. Didn't play enough to get into the overworld where there would be random battles. I remember what I didn't like about the first game is 
when there's a random battle, it's still engaged it and it says oh but you have the ring so you don't have to fight it and it goes back to the explore screen again and my complaint was don't transition just keep me there in the explore screen if yeah. you're not going to have me fight you know there are some events that are unskippable and they will still transition and fight like and, I, and that's fine but don't do a spend 10 seconds in a transition to say you're not going to fight this and then another five seconds to untransition <laughs> that's just 15 seconds every time yeah it's wasting my time that makes sense uh, so i i again I, I do want to go through and play the new game plus again just to kind of see if they improved that i don't have my hopes high they'll probably just keep doing the same thing but i do want to find out but again, I don't think let me know if they, if they did fix that. That'd be kind of curious yeah. if they did, you know, listen to you and anybody else who may have complained about that. <laughs> and then, oh, and then like one of my complaints about the second game was they had a lot of like audio retakes, like the audio track, the, the narrator started speaking their line, messed up, and then started over. Mm -hmm. Like I heard it five or six times. It was more than enough times to think they're not doing this on purpose. <laughs> okay. There's some of that in the third game. I think I only heard it twice, but still it's off-putting. Somebody's it, not doing their editing job. Whoever is doing the editing <laughs> needs to do a better job at the editing. <laughs> wow. that That's amazing to hear that. That's uh yeah. For being happening. a Square Enix published game. Yeah. They, and especially they, even later in the next in the in sequel, they this needs a little a little more polish. Yeah, that's so strange. Is that it on the Beast of Burden? How that that's it on the Beast of Burden. And then I, I have a fourth game on my list, but I ended up striking it out because I didn't have a chance to play it. But Picross S eight landed today. I was hoping to play some of it and didn't get a chance to. Mm. <laughs> So gotcha. that'll be a that'll likely be a game I, I pick up over the weekend. Yeah, I was. That's a, I speaking of that, I did pick up Picross S. Uh, just S. <laughs> the first one. Well, That's the first well, one, right? The first seven games are on sale now. Yeah, I picked up that one because I wanted to use it to practice and get start playing, so that when we play, I know what I'm doing when we get to New York. So. But I was wondering if maybe I should just pick up S8 when that comes out. Or now that it's out, I should just pick up S8. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. Yeah, because the puzzles and how they play are, they will be the same. Yeah. And, yeah. The way I normally set, have my settings is I I don't like... I, I have the initial puzzle hints off. I have autocorrect errors off. So if I if I hit a, a square instead of an X, I I don't want the game to tell me. I just want to figure out I messed up, and then I'll just re-roll the board and start it over. Okay. Because otherwise it'll correct your error, but then penalize, give you a time penalty. Okay. And I'm like, I'd rather just start over. Okay. Yeah, but I, I do have the 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 blue numbers hinting on, which tells me you know which rows or columns. I can ha do something with either mark something with an X or mark something with a square. Okay. 
because especially when you get the 35 by 20s and there's only one thing you can do if you <laughs> i'd rather just have the game tell me what where can i do it instead of fishing through 55 possible rows and columns hoping to find the one thing i can do okay so so I I have those the blue number hints on, but I usually have other hints off. You can play the game however you want to play the game. Right. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> of course. No, it's good to hear because I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask my wife because she plays these games too, how she's got her set up. Uh and I, I believe she sets it up one way the first time she's going through. Well, it might be the same because they're all I'll I'll ask her what she's got it. Yeah. what she's doing. So it, it sounds sounds like this will have the same type of modes that the previous ones have. They'll have regular Picross, Mega Picross, Color Picross, and uh, I think you get two free extra large puzzles, and then you get bonus puzzles for having S4, S5, S, and F6 save states on your system. Okay. So you can have well, up to five of the big puzzles. I won't be getting that. So... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if I use my coins, I will only have to pay a dollar forty-eight for for it. So nice, yeah. I, I I spent my gold coins on this, so I got it for free. Nice, just shy of a dollar forty-eight. So, but I still probably pick it up. I'm trying to think. Oh, actually, it's it's actually credits I have, and then I can use some gold coins. So, I think I will. Oops, do that. <laughs> okay, that's that's everything I have on my list. All right, cool. Uh, I need to go back, so I got to pay attention to that later. All right, because okay. <laughs> it's like, what am I doing? And so I'm trying to redeem my points. Yeah, all right, because I yeah I forgot I put twenty five dollars on there too eShop credit. So all right, anyways, I'll probably be picking up Picross S eight because I want to play it and play Jesse uh, the co op the co op mode. Yeah, I want to play yeah. co-op and know what yeah, I'm it's doing. Yeah, it's not a it's it's not a competitive. It's a co-op. Yeah, I want to I want to be able to know what I'm doing when I'm playing it. So apparently the the Picross Cross game that came out in Japan, that's I think the battle, that's, that's the battle. I think that's competitive. I did not yet pick that up. If it doesn't come out soon, I probably will go to the Japanese eShop. Yeah, I was hoping it. that would be out too because that one interested it's, me as well. It's supposed but, to. It's supposed to get a Western release. It just hasn't come out yet. No, right. no word well, on I'll, that. I'll get. I'll get S8 so I can practice on that because I, I ain't battling anybody right now. <laughs> Not good right. enough for that. I, All right. I, well, I, I'll, I'll only do it if it does have English support. If it doesn't have English support, I'm not going to download it. Okay. Oh, wait. Makes sense. All right. So I've been playing uh, several games. Uh, Midnight Fight Express, I played some more of that. I believe I, you guys read that off last week when I wasn't on. You, you guys mentioned I played that. I do have a video on the uh, Nintendo Dad's website, my first look at it. I've been playing more of it because I really enjoy the, just beating the crap out of people. <laughs> and it's got some great animations. It's not slow at all. Plays nice on the Switch, uh, especially in handheld. Uh, another game I shouldn't be playing when I go to bed, but I do, and I end up staying up more than I probably should be. Um, so... But uh, it's a great beat-em-up game. Uh, I would highly recommend it. One that's been on my list since it was announced in Indie Direct, I think it was. So uh, Four Tales, I've been also playing. It is a card-based narration, narrated story, essentially. Kind of like your voice of cards, but you use the cards for battling as well. So 
They're telling okay. a story with the cards, but you're also battling with the cards. It's kind of like, um, which I can't remember the name of the other games, but you use the cards to make go through a path as well. So I don't know if Voice of Cards does this as well, but uh, when you beat a card, it opens up another path underneath it, or it opens up that spot and you draw from a deck the deck of cards that shows a new pathway and the route you're supposed to go to get to where you need to go in the region. So, so the battles are kind of gatekeepers. Yes. Yep. You you progress some of that in the voice of cards, but most of the battles are just standard random. Okay. Yeah. So it's, um, there's a, you get a deck of card. There's a decks that draws from for, enemies you run into a deck of cards uh for um ability skills you have um and then there's a discard pile um so and then there's also cards that you get for um or abilities you can do for with your cards for um for food collecting food um I'm trying to think of the word, but there's um, not respectability, but um, notoriety uh, Mm -hmm. to where if you have enough there, you can use that to scare some of the bad guys. If they're low enough, you can scare them away and not have to kill them. And and there's a part of the story too. And I haven't quite gotten to the point where this is affecting my story yet, but the object is to try not to kill people in this story, because if the more people you kill or the more, enemies you kill it's going to affect something in the story and i haven't found out what that is yet so you, the choices you make the number of things you, people you kill is going to affect the story the other thing i liked about the uh four tales is that it's um it's kind of like um the the main character i'm using has a vision because of something that they stole uh, the character in the in the character that is on my team has a vision and and sees that the future uh, can happen a certain way if he doesn't do uh, things in the story. I'm trying not to give that stuff away here. So basically, <laughs> um, you you steal an artifact that that allows your character to uh, see into the future. You have a vision of the world ending, essentially. And in order to prevent the world ending, you have to progress through the story a certain way to change the outcome of what's going to happen in the future. And you use this, and it's card, all card-based. So, and the things that you do in the story to convince the actions of things to change so that the world doesn't end um just it's it's very well done and it comes together very well and i i didn't even i wasn't able to touch on enough of it in my first look because i'm just learning more about this as i play along i got up to the point where you see the vision and you have to make choices but as i'm playing more and more i'm learning that there are certain paths you have to take and you have a time limit almost kind of like uh i understand um What's that Zelda game that has the time limit? The um, Majora Mask. Majora's Mask. Yeah. So you have a certain amount of time in order to convince or 
to change the outcome of the story so that the world doesn't end uh, in, in days. So, and I think I have like two days left before the end of the world happens. So I have to do these actions that lead up to it to prevent the end of the world. So, so far, I'm, it's really surprising me how well this has been put together, how well the card play is uh, and how well it tells the story and the narration and the music is really well done too. So probably spent was, a lot more time. That was four, tales? four tales. Yeah. Four right. tales. I, I might, that sounds like something I might be interested in. Uh, try not to spend that much time on that as, as I did, but I had to, I was trying to tell it the best as I could there. So right. um, I know that was a game already played. It, it sounded like it, I would like, I picked it up and never, haven't had a chance to play it yet. So <laughs> Yeah, this might be at least put it put up. it on your wish list at least. I think you might like that one. Um for sure. Um especially if you like the card battle type stuff. Uh Splatoon 3, I've been playing more of that and actually playing lots of table turf uh uh card battle stuff in there too. Uh I did a few uh Splatfest, I did a little bit of that. I did a little bit of the um uh, names are uh, names are not going well for me at the moment. I can't think of the names, but there's the Splatfest that we had, and then there was uh, the normal stuff, Turf Wars, and then the Salmon Run. That's what I was trying to think of. I did my first Salmon Run, salmon run recently, and uh, yeah, I'm totally, total noob at that stuff. I don't think I did a Salmon Run even in 2, in Splatoon 2, <laughs> so yeah. Oh. Uh, I did the salmon runs because this one you can do it more often. Um, and I I had to go into our Discord and learn about how what what all of my scorecard was, what it meant, like everything that was on there, because I didn't understand what any of that stuff was on there. <laughs> like how many kills did I get or how many eggs did I get? So, but that was a lot of fun. Uh, but I'm having a lot of fun with table turf uh card battles. Uh, I think I'm level four. 15 in the table turf i really want them to separate that game out and make it mobile that would be really cool <laughs> yeah if it was a standalone game i'd probably pick pick it up and give that a try because that sounds like, like what i would like there's some strategy in there because you get basically three by uh i want to say 15 cards maybe you get yeah you get 15 cards um and you have and it's basically like tetris pieces basically that you can fit in a board but it's it's just like a turf war where you're trying of course it's a tabletop version where you're trying to use your puzzle piece to paint your way the most spaces on that board essentially and take it and take away spaces from your opponent uh and the only way you can take away spaces is if you um if you surround these special blocks completely on all six sides, on all six sides, is it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, all eight sides of it, of the block. So each one is like a pixel pixel. And then if you surround it by eight pixels, once you surround that special block, then it counts as one point and you get like up the to inverse five. of Minesweeper. <laughs> yeah. So you get up to five, five of these special blocks, then you can unleash uh a special card up to five that's worth five points or oh, i forget what they're called they're actually these special blocks are called something and i can't remember what they are 
but if you get up to five, you can then place it on the board anywhere you want next to another special block. Can't just be anywhere on the board, but next somewhere on the special block. So there's some strategy to laying down your pieces when you're going up to the opponent's other side of the board to where you that new piece has a special block at so that you can potentially put down your special move down near that special block. Kind of reminds me a bit of Yu-Gi-Oh! Dungeon Dice Monsters, if you remember that. I I remember it, but I never played it. So <laughs> it was a it was a game on GBA. And I think there was okay. actually a physical release of it as well. Was it? That's cool. Uh, maybe I'll do a video on it. I don't know if there's any video. If there is videos out there on it, maybe go check that out. But Table Turf War is a lot of fun. Uh, and I really, I thought it would be an easy thing for them to be able to do, to bring to the mobile app, to be able to have it there. Uh, but even to have it separate, I think would be kind of cool. And have, and then that way you could play other people. Uh uh, another game I've been playing is uh, one that we just released a video on today, and it, this game dropped today. Uh, Dorfamantic. Dorfamantic. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah. Uh, Dorfamantic. That, that's uh, a lot of letters. Yeah. <laughs> D-O-R-F-R-O-M-A-N-T-I-K. Dorfamantic. So it is a city builder puzzle game that is a little bit more uh, marty i think called it out and said that it reminds him of the other uh island builder that i was playing that i did a video on where it was basically just a laid back city builder as well but there's no there's nothing in there for you to stress you out it's just basically you are building an island um with very simple parts and you know just to relax this takes it a step fur- further. Dorfermantic takes it a step further, where you get tiles. Um, it's all it's it's like a board game uh, where you get tiles, and you uh, there's certain landscapes on that tile that you place on your board, and you get points for matching it up to other tiles that are already on the board uh, for it matching up well. So if you have on it's a six sided hexagon tile. Uh, and if it has say, for example, on one of the sides of the hexagon trees, you want to match it up to another tile that has trees. And if you do that, then you get extra points for that. Now, if you can match up all six sides to something, wherever you place it, you get bonus points, uh, for matching up multiple sides. Um, and it does have leaderboards and you get high scores and you unlock other things as you get more scores. Um, again, I did a video on it. Uh, I played the tutorial before I started the video and explained what the game was about and showing it off. But again, it was just a first look. Um, but as I play more, it is, it has all kinds of content in there where it's, you can do the, do the tutorial. You can, um, do the classic mode, which is what I was just talking about, placing tiles and trying to get the highest score in a limited amount of tiles. There's a, um, there's custom, you can build your own game essentially uh, with your own rules and how you want to play. Um, there's a hard mode where you have a limited amount of tiles and, and things to do in there. So 
there's a lot of content. I go over all the modes in the video as well. And I've been really enjoying that. And it's actually also very strategic as well. So, and it gives me a little bit of the SimCity feels that I had when I, because again, if you've heard me say SimCity for the Super Nintendo was is one of my all-time favorite games. I love being able to sit there for hours and play that. I don't have to worry about money in uh, Door from Montic or uh, Citizens or uh, politics or, or anything like that. Or, or Kaiju Bowser. Right. I don't have to worry about right now, as far as I can tell. I don't have to worry about uh, natural disasters. Uh, but there's still some strategy there to be able to, you know, like I said, pick the sides that match up the other sides. There's also uh, goals within there, too, that you can reach where if you place a certain tile to say, okay, if you place this tree set here, you have to place other tree sets next to it, uh, like, say, 128 tree sets um, so that you get a bonus. Uh, and if you do that, then you get the bonus. Then there are flag goals or quests to where if you do certain things that meet that quest, you'll get bonus points there. Again, this all adds to your points and your leaderboard and all that fun stuff. So something to take a look into if you're into city builders, um, check out my video or watch uh, some others on it to get a feel for that game. Uh, another game that I played uh, that I bought myself because it's a racing game and it looked appealing is gear shifters. That, that sounds Best- like a game you'd like. The 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 best way I had to write this down because I kept thinking of all these terms. It was like when I was playing it, I was like, this is like this, this is like that. So I wrote them down so I wouldn't forget. It is a roguelite spy hunter-like car combat shmup. That's a lot of hyphens. <laughs> so um gear shifters is a top-down racing game where uh you um are you have to shoot other cars you're basically a delivery person trying to deliver goods and make money and along the way there's other people trying to stop you other bad people trying to stop you and they're in cars and vehicles and motorcycles uh, vans whatever race cars trying with weapons trying to stop you so it's like spy hunter where you're shooting them off the road and getting them out of your way um and you do take damage if you run into them or you get shot by their weapons. It is a shmup because like game because it's side scrolling. It does shift a little bit depending on where you're going. I haven't had it go up yet, but it goes left to right, uh, but shifts kind of like with the road. Uh, but cars are coming at you and shooting at you just like a, if you were in like a space shooter shmup. Um, or, you know, any like the uh, classic shmups that you have going along the way where there's a bunch of stuff on the screen shooting at you and you got missiles coming at you, bullets coming at you, and you got to dodge those. And then you're shooting all the cars. So that's where the shmup comes in. And I'm really enjoying that because I, I like spy hunter games. I like shmups, but those games I have to be really, I have to really focus on. So, but so far it's starting off slow to get me used to it. So I like that. It's not like our type where it just throws you in and <laughs> you have to dodge everything <laughs> in your life, to, you know? And then the rogue light part is that if you don't make it to the next, make it through the whole quest through the whole uh, stage, you have to go back to the garage and anything you collect, you get to keep, but you have to start over. 
you don't, you know, you have to start over that route again, over or new route, you start a new route over. So, uh, I experienced this by getting to my first boss and died and then, uh, had to do another route. I lost, I didn't get to complete that route. I lost the, uh, delivery that I was supposed to make because I blew up. So, but I didn't die. So I got to do the route, another route and live another day. Like so that's where that the, could be detrimental. <laughs> so that's where the rogue light comes in. So again, rogue lights by hunter, like car combat shmup gear shifters is what that game is called. So check it out. If any of that sounds good to you, <laughs> and that's what I've been playing. Now let's move on to the community spotlight. All right, before we get started and going over some of the questions and our family of podcast information, I want to give a shout out to everybody who stopped by in our chats, either via YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch. Mecha Dragon, Ebisel, Hey It's Chad, uh, Ninfrendo. Um, did I miss anybody, Jesse? Uh, I think uh, oh, so the ones Miz, did the most Miz is in there too. Looks like. Um, so yeah, thanks for thanks for stopping by, everybody, and chatting with us. We've been trying to keep up on the chat there, especially when Justin was blabbing away at the beginning of the show. No, <laughs> <laughs> he was giving his eulogy for Stadia. Uh, but anyways. Uh, Thanks for everybody for stopping by as always. We, we always appreciate it when we have an audience and we try to keep up with what you guys are all saying. So, and Mecha Dragon, I, I, I know I pick on you a lot, but I'm just having fun. So I hope, I hope it's fun for you. If it's not, just let me know. I'll leave you alone. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's go over some of the family podcasts uh, like Game Pass News. Just we have Game Pass News. We have Dad's After Dark Show. And then there's a red the host of retro logic shows. So game pass news, that's Nick and Sean. They go over a lot of the stuff in game Xbox game pass, uh, game pass, uh, excuse me, Xbox news, game pass releases and their own shenanigans that they got going on. So their episodes drop every Saturday. So go check them out. If you haven't already uh, listen to them on their podcasts on your podcast feed. You also have the dad's after dark show. Uh, the little bit of swearing that Justin might do that sometimes Jesse catches and maybe sometimes he doesn't take that and multiply that by a hundred for dad's after dark show. That's where you <laughs> want to go after the kids are in bed. Listen to John and Drew talk about various stuff um, uh, that affect their dad life in video games. So go check it out. Uh, their, their episodes drop every Monday night uh, or every other Monday night, excuse me, unless they do a special one every now and then too. So for this week was a a day late due to a football game yes that's right yeah so they <laughs> dropped it on tuesday night this time so and then you have retro logic shows which they have four shows in their own family of podcasts which is their regular retro logic which is hosted by dan john and sam where they talk about retro game collecting topics and retro gaming then you have on topic retro which is hosted by john and some special guests where they talk about specific retro games Retro Groove is Adam and Liam. They discuss music from all generations and types. And then there's now Film Logic, which our very own solo something is a part of. So go check them out. 
and take a listen. You can go check check, check out retrologic.games and find out what all of they're up to, including their blogs over there and keep up with them. But for all of them, you can go to nintendodads.org to see all the Nintendo family of podcasts, Spotify feeds, or go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe. You can also find all of them on Twitter, Twitch, or YouTube. So give them a follow there, please. Give them a subscription there. That's always helpful. And also give them some reviews. If you're on Apple, give them some reviews. Take a listen. That's always helpful as well. All right. And also don't forget about any of the contests that they do. We're not the only ones that do contests. So do these other podcasts and these guys, they do podcasts as well. Uh, Excuse me. uh, They do contests as well. So like Monthly Mayhem is ran by Dads After Dark Show. They do bounty boards. They'll drop some contests on Twitter. Game Pass News also does some achievement hunters. And also drop some contests every now and then on Twitter. So go check them out and give them a follow. It's well worth it. All right, now let's get into some of the community questions here. First up is a question from an email from Scott the Geek. This is in response to the topic you guys had last week um, from, um, uh, I can't remember who it was from, uh, from a gentleman who was, I don't think it was Christian. No. Uh, but somebody asked a question about, you know, what do you do when you got too many games or is too many, is there too many games? Is that a problem? So, and Scott, the geek says, I'm going to say, no, the problem isn't that there's too many games for Nintendo switch. The problem is that Nintendo's discovery of said game library is absolute garbage. The search options are limited. Quagmire. Okay. The search options are limited and there isn't even search part parity between searching on the switch itself which is cumbersome and searching on the Nintendo website via computer, which is his preferred method of searching Nintendo site at all. For example, one advanced search option on the console download only games are digital only and have no physical release. Isn't an option on the website. And that's an option I use all the time when searching sales, since I'm a physical first guy, I'm only interested in buying them from the eShop if that's my only option. Nintendo could take a page from Steam's event search, which will still, while still lacking in some features I'd like, is a supercomputer to Nintendo's abacus. <laughs> uh, think about that word for a minute there. FOMO is definitely a problem. While I love Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and would love to participate in Xenoblade Chronicles 3 conversation, I'm a slow gamer. What am I playing right now? Final Fantasy X. One way to better manage how much money you spend on games is to do as I do, always buy physical when possible. That way, once you're done with the game or later decide you're never actually going to play it, you can resell it on eBay and get some money back to put towards the next game. I also enjoy loaning my games out to family and friends, but we could do a whole episode on digital versus physical. <laughs> and I think we have. <laughs> we had covered that Probably topic a few before. times. Yep. So cheers, says Scott. And thanks very much for that uh, feedback, Scott, the geek very much. Uh, it's always good to hear from the community on what they do about FOMO and too many games and all that kind of stuff. All right. Next up is Drew from our Discord. He asked, if Nintendo shut it stores tomorrow stop supporting all video games how would this impact you and the future of your gaming jesse well i again as i said earlier i i have an xbox and have a playstation i don't currently play them as often 
because you know switch and uh and 3ds apparently because i'm you know playing dragon quest again um i are my primary systems but so if if nintendo decided we're done goodbye um i guess you know i could fall back to you know to those find games i want to play you know yeah there might be droughts because you know like wii u era type of droughting droughting because there's so many of the modern games are games i don't care about (laughs) right but yes but there are there are the occasional once or twice a year game that sure I'll, I'll, I'll that sounds like a game I'll play. Do you think that do you feel like there would be a void um, if there were no Nintendo console? I mean, there's obviously there's other places those companies that yeah, put like, games on like, Nintendo would put it somewhere else probably. Like but most of the indie games that are on Switch are also on Steam. So if there was something that caught my eye, most likely they'll be on Steam. Most yeah. likely they'll be on PlayStation. Right. So I think there'll be enough, you know, in terms of indies, I don't think that'll change much. It just changes in what type of controller I'm holding. Uh, it's just, we're just, you know, we'll be a little sad that we'll never have a Mario or a Zelda type yeah. of game again. You know, a, a, which a, would you miss the most? A Nintendo you... branded one. <laughs> yeah. As uh, opposed to the branded ones, which one would you miss the most if they shut down? Probably the Zelda. You know, Mario <laughs> games I like, but I I don't normally like to replay them. It, but, you know, a Zelda game, I'll come back and replay five to ten years later. Okay. You know, like, like Skyward Sword, you know, we, including the remake, I've played through three times. Twilight Princess, I've played twice. Uh, they're, they're waiting for me to play it that third time to announce the Switch version. That's... <laughs> That's yes. been a running. That's been a joke that's been going on for four, three or four years. Yep. So yeah, it's it's about just time do it, Jesse. To, just do it. It's about time for me to play that again, you know, again, or Wind Waker again. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I would. Uh, obviously, I think out of all the Met, all the games, Metroid would probably be the one I miss the most, especially. Maybe it's because I got my 2D fill with Dread. I'm ready for Prime. And I think just thinking back at Prime and how how much into the game I was, you know, it was like, I, I can't wait to play that again. If they do come out for the Switch again, a remake of one, I'm all over it. Even if they don't, I can't wait till Prime 4 comes out because I'm all over it. Um I'm looking forward to that. So I would, I would miss out on, on the Metroid games for that. And definitely Zelda. Cause I, I've played mainly 2d ones. And besides breath of the wild, I don't think any, I didn't, I don't think I finished any of the other 3d ones. Yeah. I, I, I played I them all, rolled, but I just never finished them. The only Zelda games I have never completed are ages, seasons and Triforce heroes. Okay. I think I every, every other I main every other mainline Zelda game I've completed. Yeah, I didn't get to play the uh, Oracle games, so. So the, that was my half joke prediction. Is that <laughs> that remake? <laughs> yes. Yep that that would be awesome if we could get those. That'd be cool. If they did like a bundle for that. So. Yeah, four swords and similar games. Four Swords, I keep saying that would be so cool if they did an NSO version of that. That would be really cool. 
they did four swords or i i joked i think with all in podcast seth about doing a 99 swords (laughs) (laughs) well yeah when when uh i think it was on dsiware they they did the uh, four swords anniversary one right yeah yeah and that was i think that was limited that was a free download i think yeah and it was was limited time too, limited download and then Seth was joking about that, saying that if they did a 99 Swords, it would be limited, <laughs> you know, like they did with the uh, Mario. Ending March 31st. Yes. So great question, Drew. Thanks for dropping that. And we've got a voicemail from Mecca. Now, I'd like to know Drew's response because he only plays on a Switch. That's true. May- and it- Maybe he talked about that on his last week's show. And I yeah, haven't heard listen. it yet. We should leave that question here for Justin, too. So. All right, I'll I'll, 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 if I remember, I'll not delete that. Like I don't know. Okay. Okay, voicemail. Yes. Hello. Do you need car insurance and stuff? I can't even (laughs) need my car. I didn't tell that. I never was good making that joke. Anyway, um, I can't send you a voice message time since you've been lacking voice messages and whatnot. And uh, my question for you this week, um, I know um, you guys say you're not going to be in your city for that long, only at least two hours for the, what you call it, the DACON thing, but just kind of curious um, if you had more time to spend in New York City to do, like, anything you want, what you, what, what you want to do, like, is there any sites or anything you find you heard about New York City that you want to go visit? Um, let me know, because it'd be kind of interesting to make a plan if you ever come back to New York City. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of things you can do in New York City. This, Times Square, Mexico Garden, or whatnot. But whatever, simple question. Um, if you had more time in New York City, what, what would you like to do in like that? If if you had like, let's say infinite money, basically, you do whatever you want. Just let us know. All right. Looking for the podcast this week. I'll see you soon. Excellent question, Mecca. What would you want to do, Jesse, if you had the time? Would you even want to <laughs> roam that, around New York? That's the biggest. Probably the bigger question. I, you know, I, I, knowing I, that I don't like to travel much, I don't normally research at what I can and can't do in other regions, areas. You know, the complete 180 for my wife, who loves to do research on things like that. So (laughs) this probably be a better question for her. But, (laughs) but yeah, so I really, I, 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 my one of my favorite fra- phrases I use at work is I don't know what I don't know. I I don't know what's out there, what's available because I've never researched it. So I don't know if there's something out there that I'd want to do. Yeah. So really the the one thing that I would be on would have been on my list is what we are doing and going to the Nintendo World's New York store. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, but for me, I guess it's probably the typical tourist traps, uh, the Statue of Liberty, the Empire State Building, Rockefeller Center during the Christmas time. Um, we're just going to miss that one. Um, yeah, by like a few weeks. The uh, the site of 9-11, obviously, um, and the new construct and the new tower there. Um and then, and then everything else that I'm sure there's there. Uh, oh, uh, Central Park. Probably follow a route, same route that you would you saw, and say Elf, 
Christmas movie or Home Alone 2. <laughs> you know, when he was stuck there. Um, so um, just all those iconic places that you saw in movies or anything like that, just seeing New York and seeing a big city like that, because I, you know, me in Detroit, uh, Detroit's not a big city. So even me going to Chicago, my wife and I love going to Chicago. Detroit's a big city compared to Kansas city. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but going to Chicago is different from, you know, being in Detroit. So Detroit's getting a lot better, but before Detroit, was on the up and up like it is now down going downtown Detroit was not very much to do down there. You know, you had a couple of hot spots, but not the whole like walkway. Like you could go in Chicago where you got the, uh, was it the millennium mile or Magnif magnificent mile um, of shopping and all that kind of stuff. And then there's obviously there's New York. It's just all kinds of shopping down there and stuff like that, which I mean, it's not like we go shopping and spend all kinds of money. It's just we like looking at those bigger cities have bigger stores and bigger displays and bigger setups and just something more epic about it than you would going to a normal mall, for example. So uh, so seeing that kind of stuff is what I'm interested in, especially for me around the holidays. I love seeing cities in the holidays. So that's what I would love. Episode cool. says downtown area, the water tower, White Sox Cubs. Yeah, water tower is one of our favorite places to go. Um, so and he yeah, he said magnificent mile is what it's called. So yeah, and then there's also the other places like the field museum, the aquarium. We got to do all that. And also in Chicago, we did the uh medieval times. <laughs> we got to do that there too. Have you heard of that, Jesse? Medieval times? No. Or it's uh, I think it's called is it like Renfesty or it's like an indoor Renfest essentially, but you get, you sit down you watch uh, like night battles and, but they bring you like a, you know, a meal while you're sitting there in the bleachers or whatever. And like a Turkey leg and just, you know, whatever. It's really cool. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, never heard of that. <laughs> so yeah, no silverware, no silverware. So but yeah, great question, Evisel, uh, not Evisel, um, Mecha Dragon. Thanks for thanks for giving us that question. Certainly, if we could, we would spend. I said this, especially to my wife. I said we're not going to be in New York long. We're just going to the the World Store, Nintendo World Store, and then maybe Times Square because I think Justin wants us to get a picture there. Um, and because the World Store is there in Rockefeller Center, I'll see that. That's yeah. all I'm going to see. So I told my wife, I said, I would probably like to do a family trip out there, whether it's just me and her or when the kids are older, or if, if my daughter wants to go, cause my daughter's actually jealous that we're going. I, cause she just found out recently we're going to New York and she's like, you're going where? And you're going without me. <laughs> so it's like, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, but I told her too, I said, if we go to New York, if you want to go to New York for your senior trip, we'll go. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyways, um, I, I, I just look to see who I can raid and there is nobody on. For, there's nobody for, on. There's got no one. So let me see what I got on my side here. Uh, 
Yeah, but I, I can only, I can only raid to accounts you, that are followed by the Nintendo Death's account. I thought you could raid uh, somebody you search to. I thought, but there isn't anybody I see on anyways either. <laughs> We're the only know. ones on. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still learning Twitch. How long have we been doing this? <laughs> All right, nobody's on. All right. Well, anyways, that's our show. And just the two of us, Jesse, well, with the help of Justin, you know, in his uh, morning of Stadia. In a 23-minute um, video. In his, yeah, we that took up a good big chunk, but we did it. We did it, Jesse. We got through Yay. show. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Shout out to all our subscribers via YouTube or Twitch. Thanks for subscribing. Uh, we're getting close to 6,500 now subscribers on YouTube. Would love it if you could pass the word on and get more subscribers for us. Uh, or if you haven't subscribed, make sure you do and help us out. Get to the 6,500. Uh, also on a Twitch side, we got 1,387 followers and 21 Twitch subscribers. Don't forget, you can use your Amazon Prime every month to do your one free Twitch subscription. We'd love to take it. It'd be an honor. Thank you. <laughs> so out of those 1,300 <laughs> followers, please subscribe. That'd be awesome. Uh, don't forget, you can also use 20, you can get 20% off your Manscaped order with free shipping with codes NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S. And we didn't talk about uh, um, gooder glasses, but you can also use NINDADS there as well. Um, you can check out our merch store via nintendodads.org slash merch. Or if you just go to nintendodads.org, you can get to a lot of our stuff there. You can see a lot of our YouTube videos. You can see our social medias. Uh, you can get to what we are probably got to update it, but stuff that we recommend. Uh, you can get to our merch, our shop, all kinds of stuff there, including like that clock that Jesse's holding up. We got a clock with the 400 episodes. I got this pin that you probably can't see very well because it's shiny light, but it's the same picture that's on his clock. I'll have some of those pins to give away at Extra Life, by the way. Anyways, moving on. Don't forget, huge shout out to our Patreon producers, Dave Ernsberger, Solo Something, Alexander Ocampo, RJ Kern, and Chad Benoist. Thank you, Patreon producers. And don't forget that you can be a Patreon subscriber for just a dollar at patreon.com slash Dads. And you can follow us anywhere on the social medias like Patreon or Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, by typing Nintendo Dads and finding us there. You can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com. Call in and leave a voicemail at 92925NDADS or 929-256-3237, like Mecha Dragon did. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music throughout the show. And don't forget to download our podcast in your favorite podcast app of choice or and or leave a review like if it's apple much appreciated always give us five stars if anything else you can give it to the mega dads we still like it you know you can give them the lesser ones that's fine <laughs> we don't, we're good with that for me and jesse and the absent justin and marty this is the nintendo dad signing off check you later peeps Nintendo Dads.
but I need to protect the humans. Soundwave superior, constructicons inferior, 